Hi everyone and welcome to East Redland Anglican for this week's sermon podcast. Today is the 8th Sunday after Pentecost and we're coming to you today from Maclay Island, one of the beautiful islands out in Moreton Bay. The Gospel reading today is from Matthew 13 verses 44 to 58 and we'll be concentrating today on the treasure found in the field and the pearl of great price. So we hope you enjoy our sermon and we'll see you soon. The Lord be with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew, chapter 13, beginning at verse 44. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that is thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be a weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. When Jesus had finished these parables... He left that place. He came to his hometown and began to teach the people in their synagogue so that they were astounded and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these deeds of power? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not this Mary? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all this? And they took offence at him. But Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honour, except in their own country and in their own house. And he did did not do many deeds of power there because of their unbelief. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you please be seated. Our gospel today is sort of split up into multiple sections. There's those parables there about what the kingdom of heaven is like. We've got the the treasure in the field and the pearl of great price. And then we've got the fish in the nets and separations. And then we go into this other section about um, Jesus preaching in his hometown. It's quite quite a mix of things in our gospel. But we're just going to focus on those first two elements in terms of the Uh, treasure in the field and the pearl of great price. Now, Middle Eastern people love stories. We like stories too. And particularly stories of hidden treasure or unexpected finds seem to be favourite themes. And I suspect as a part of that culture, our Lord used this enjoyment to help explain what the kingdom of God is like. He does that a lot throughout the Gospels. He uses the culture of the time to explain what the kingdom of heaven is like. 
So it's no surprise that those two parables today are about amazing discoveries. They fit stories that people enjoy. And that leads us into some context. Now, 2,000 years ago, there was no banking system like we know it today. There was no place where you could have a safe deposit box to protect all of your valuables. So in a time of crisis and warfare, the safest thing to do with valuables was often to bury them secretly in a jar in the hope that if you survived whatever the difficulties were that were going on, then your fortune was secure. And given the state of play in Australia at the moment with COVID and the fluctuating economic circumstances, that seems like a reasonable sort of policy. Um, but having done that, if you died and you hadn't had time to let anyone know where you'd stashed all your goodies, whether that was under the floorboards or in the backyard somewhere, who would know about it? And still today, all over the Middle East and in Europe, people still make discoveries of buried treasure. Now, to see recent evidence of this, we only have to remember the Dead Sea Scrolls. Remember, they were hidden away in pottery jars in caves around the Dead Sea for like 19 centuries. And so in today's story, we have a day labourer ploughing a field who unexpectedly finds buried treasure. So he carefully buries the treasure again, in so doing, it remains a part of the field. So that when he goes away and secures the field, legally buys the field, whatever's there becomes his. Then our Lord goes on to tell a similar story to underline his teaching. And this time he's talking about a merchant in pearls. Now, in our modern context, if diamonds are a girl's best friend, in ancient time it was pearls. And there's lots of stories that go around about the value of pearls. Some of them include a story where Julius Caesar presented to the mother of Brutus a pearl valued at six million sesterces, which is a fabulous amount, probably in the vicinity of half a million dollars. It was also said that Cleopatra owned a pearl worth five million dollars. Now, we, we've got to be a little bit careful of this. A lot of these ancient stories are prone to exaggeration. But it doesn't detract from the truth that in either case, in either of those stories, whatever the actual value might be, we have to concede it was huge. They're very valuable things. And so our Lord continues. This merchant finds that pearl of great price. And the listeners of the stories are probably thinking about things like Cleopatra's pearl. And then the merchant sets about securing the pearl. Now it's likely that Jesus' listeners have heard stories like this before. And they'd expect Jesus to then conclude with a storyline of how the finder of treasure then went away and built a villa, owned slaves and married the beautiful daughter of some wealthy person of influence. Now, why would they expect that? Because let's face it, that's the kind of thing we expect at the end of some of these sort of stories as well. It's like a lot of the feel-good stories that come out of Hollywood. They would have expected to hear of the merchants being very poor, but they were very devout and the pearl was God's reward for his faithfulness. And likewise with the story of the, um, the labourer in the field. He was probably very poor. He stumbled upon this as God's reward. They're the sort of endings we kind of expect. And I suspect that they're the endings that people of Jesus' time would have wanted as well. But Jesus, as always, 
surprises his listeners by treating well-known stories in ways they don't expect simply by emphasising what they're not expecting. In this case, he doesn't give that happy ever after conclusion about a happy marriage and wealth and whatever else we can think of. Instead, what Jesus emphasises in these is the finding of the treasure and the finding of the pearl. So it's the journey of the finding in these stories that becomes important. And yet while these stories are about discovery, they are quite different. The treasure in the field is an unexpected find. That is, it wasn't being looked for. The day labourer probably went out to do his work and wasn't just expecting to plough a field. It just happened that he stumbled across this buried treasure. But the merchant, in contrast, is a professional who'd been spending his whole career looking for that one great pearl. What's common to the farmer and the merchant, though, is not how they found their finds, but that both, in the end, found the treasure and respond with joy. And this is what Jesus, I think, wants to emphasise here. And it's not just about a happy disposition, but a joy that seizes a person. It carries them away and penetrates their most or their innermost being and conquers the mind. It's a little bit like you might remember the old TV ads for Colgate where Mrs. Marsh dips the chalk into the, the blue liquid. It's that sort of penetration. It seeps deep inside us. It soaks into us deeply. So it's a disposition where all else seems worthless compared to the overwhelming nature of the discovery. Um, and if you ever want to have a look at modern day equivalents of this, and I can arrange this if any of you want to do it, have a talk to any of the people that I've taken to Jamboree Abbey with me over the years. I'm an oblate uh, to Jamboree Abbey down past Wollongong. And I've taken people there over the last 10 years that I've been an oblate. And if you want to ask them about the sort of treasure and the sort of pearls that they've found there in their journey, happy to organise that. And if you just want to talk to me about what I've discovered there in terms of um, the, the hidden things that God has as we engage with him, don't hesitate to ask me. And it's, it's this, I think, that is what Jesus means when he says the kingdom of heaven is like treasure buried in a field or the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. I think often when you go to places like Jambrew Abbey on Spiritual, you're there searching and suddenly you find it and it's this, this release of finally I've found what I'm looking for. So through accident or through searching or whatever, what all of this means in the end is that there's something to be found. And in that finding in our, our gospel story today, we see the joy of the labourer and we see the joy of the merchant and it's a joy that make them give up everything they have to possess their discovery. So too it is with the kingdom of God. It's that desire to give up everything for God's kingdom. And what is the essential thing about lives of people who have been mastered with the joy of the kingdom? Well, they follow Christ and become his disciples. That's... They give up everything to be Christ's disciples. This joy is what drives the spiritual life forward. It creates the desire to be close to Christ, to understand him, to pray to and with him, and to listen to him in sacred scripture. This joy is what makes the Christian life 
a normal part of daily life, not a duty or an obligation, and least of all a routine that we sometimes observe on a Sunday. It's a joy based on Christ, who is our joy and our treasure beyond price, who is our very life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That brings our podcast to an end for this week. If there's anything more you'd like to know about the parish, you can always check us out at our website, which is www.eastredlandanglican.com.au. You'll be able to find lots of links there to our Facebook page, to our Vimeo and YouTube channels, and to our Apple Podcast channel. You'll be able to go through the website there and find out any other information you want to know about our service times or baptisms and confirmations and things like that. So check us out there, um, have a look, and if there's anything you need, please don't hesitate to send us an email or give us a call, Um, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.